Now it's time for Live with the Vibe. Your four expert coaches have heart-to-heart conversations, share their thoughts and points of view about the things that matter to you most, love, relationships, your career, and trauma. Here's Julian Cantarella, Jackie Atchison, Susan Greif, and Amy Blumberg. It's time to learn a little, laugh a little. It's time for The Vibe. Hi, and welcome to Live with the Vibe, where we have the heart-to-heart conversations. I'm Julianne Cantarella. I'm Jackie Atchison. I'm Susan Greif. And I'm Amy Blumberg. So everybody, today is a show I have been waiting for and excited to do with everybody. It's called He Said, She Said. (laughs) Who doesn't have that in life? Starts out with our fathers, if we have brothers, significant others, people at work. The communication skills between men and women are so vastly different based on the way we're wired. So let's start with this. Women love to share personal experiences to show community. Men love to one-up with one another with all their competitive stories. Think about even when women are speaking, if they're together, they sit opposite each other. Men sit side by side, right? Interesting, body language. I that actually. Yeah, Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, women like to talk out the details, results and consequences of every single possible solution. My mother. (laughs) I think they're very detailed. Very detail-oriented. Men value leadership positions and achieved results, period. Women utilize conversational processing as a way to build relationships and spark ideas. Men are responsive to challenges and tangible accomplishments. And one more. Women strive for teamwork and collaboration. And I want to discuss that one with you, Amy, where business is concerned, because that's huge. Men strive for succinct problem solving, and they take credit for themselves, where women love to work in teams. And the teams, that's the collaborative thing with with women. Ancestral gatherers. Oh, my God, totally. But before we get into any more details, I'm going to get personal. Oh, no. Okay. And we're going to do a roundtable discussion. I want to know. Pick a significant other that was an important male in your life and tell me if it's been ongoing, a one-shot deal, but ongoing would be good. A communication mishap that always seems to find its way back over and over with a man in your life. Julianne, I'm going to start with you. I'm starting with you. My dating coach and who loves her husband, I I want to hear. Um, so I guess I would say, I don't know if it's a miscommunication mishap, but definitely when uh, Vincent and I started dating and then early married, I realized that our, we had a different idea of what love was at times. Mm. And we talk about the love languages. And for him, um, he came from an Italian family where food and communal dinner was really important. So food for him is really love. And where we did sit down in my house and have dinners and enjoy, but it was more about storytelling. My father came from you know the, the Scottish-Irish background, so it was a lot of storytelling and laughing. And although my mom was an excellent cook, there really wasn't a lot of focus on the meal. With my husband and his family, there's a lot of focus on the meal, how the table should be prepared, how everything should be very formal. So there's a lot around that. And that was like... How did that play out for you? 
it was a little difficult for me, quite frankly, because mm-hmm. I, I no was pressure, like, right? it was a lot of pressure. <laughs> it, you, you'll hear me talk about it on other shows, how it, the stress of having to make dinner every night during the week is like really big for me. Mm. And same now, like, you know, I just celebrated Christmas and the the holiday was like really huge. And to have to set the table and it's the presentation and the meal preparation, it's it's very, very big part of everything. Whereas for us, it was just the community sitting down at the table, having a discussion, it, you know, having laughter and storytelling where with him food is love. All right, so, so it doesn't sound there's hard. really a miscommunication. No, you I found yeah, your way together through this, um, right? Well, I'll be very honest with you. There's a little, um, I don't want to say, it's it's a little irritating at times, I will say. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear it's so good. I no, want to hear it's the a bad little irri- and the ugly. <laughs> okay, it can be a little irritating at okay, times. Thank like you. To have the, you know, make sure that everything's in place. And the china is done a certain way, and the mm. meal is done a certain way. Mm. So there are times it's it's a little irritating, but I do know that it's very important to him, so I do it, and I love. That's him, another so. conversation. Yes, okay, that's perfect. <laughs> I get it, but that's interesting, right? Yes. And the irritation. Yeah, I, it is. It's, I, I'm very honest. Yeah, it's a little you. irritating. Amy, I'm going to go around this way. Well, mine's around food too and cooking, okay. and mine would be is that whenever uh, over the summer we would say let's grill. My husband would say, okay, so tell me when to turn on the grill. And I would be, not now, not now. And I said, I need to make sides. I need to get everything organized. We need to set the table. Five minutes later, so should I turn on the grill yet and start cooking? Then, you know, it would be chicken or fish or whatever we were eating. And I'd be like, not now. And I still have to make the sides. And so he really didn't understand that there was a timing piece to it, which the story gets even more interesting. Mm -hmm. So that was how this whole thing has begun. But not only that, is that I've always been the primary chef in the house. Not even my daughter. She'll help occasionally. She loves to bake. But my husband really didn't cook at all. Grilling was his thing. And so what happened was is that I was spending more time in New York City of recent and started doing that starting in September a little bit more with clients and with other things I was doing. And one of the things that came about was is my husband, I guess, had seen somewhere a whole thing about HelloFresh. So the next thing he knows, I know, he says, well, I signed up for HelloFresh. I said, well, who's making it? He says, I am. I said, really? He says, yeah, I'm going to learn how to do it. So what happened was, is even though it was this miscommunication constantly, and he would see me coming home from a meeting or working with clients or in between clients, and I'd be exhausted, he realized that he needed to step up mm-hmm. without me saying it, well, and so, which was good. But it had always been this thorn in my side that I was always the one cooking. So now we've done HelloFresh, kind of tired of it, but we're on to maybe to something else. But he's actually learning about cooking and he's like, oh, now I understand about the timing. Mm-hmm. So it took a while, but- How it, many years? We're married 26 years. Okay. I think that's right. That's where I'm going. At some point in a good relationship, we do figure out a better way of communicating but understanding that that's sometimes how long it can take. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, yeah. what about you, Susan? Well, I would have gone the food wrap. I think you both used cover that. So I'm not even like going there. I, it was so interesting is that if you look back in your past and see how you were raised. So for instance, I grew up where my father would come home from work. We'd sit at the table, but all he needed to do is watch the news and we all had to be quiet. So there's really lack of communication. And if my dad was upset, my mother would withdraw. 
And my husband's family, everybody just yelled at each other, kissed each <laughs> other out. You know, they, they just said it like it is. So for me to become into this marriage and him screaming, yeah, it was like hard for me to understand that. Like, who says that? Who speaks that way? Where for me, I'd rather withdraw. And it became a problem in the beginning of my marriage because I wouldn't fight and it made him crazy. <laughs> and at first I thought it was a fun, passive aggressive way to deal with it. <laughs> Let him like, you know, squirm all night long while I, you know, meditate and go right to sleep. Um, but over the years I learned to communicate better mm -hmm. and he learned to listen without needing to fix things because he's always likes to fix. He's a man, right? Would you write? Oh, men are fixers. <laughs> Problem solvers and he's brilliant in math, so that's what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, and all I want to do sometimes is just listen. I just don't want you to fix anything. I just want you to hear me out. Mm -hmm. And I think we take turns now listening. I don't need that lecturer anymore like my dad was. And he <laughs> gets to hear me say what I need to say. So it's much healthier it in does, a relationship. It does take time, It right? takes it very takes long time. It takes an incredible amount of time. And we're married 32 years, so it right. took a really long, and we knew each other <laughs> 10 years prior to our oh, marriage, wow. so. <laughs> well, I'm gonna do just a quick story with mine, and we all know how much I love and adore Frank, but he has a few things which are very, I don't know, it could be typical male or female, but usually in a relationship, one is neat and one is extremely sloppy, okay? So we go through a situation that is 20 years in, in the making and still going where um, takes me 20 minutes in the morning minimally after he leaves the house to go to work <laughs> to clean up after Frank. And it is a job unto itself. And though he has gotten better, um, it is still a job. And there are days, and this goes to show you where sometimes we talk about, Susan, looking in the mirror. And I love that one. Um, I know there are some days I go, look, he's a good man. I've been in another marriage. I know a crappy partner to a really good partner. I know this is not you. It's irritating. So this is where my days change. When I'm having a good day, I go, oh, how cute. He left another mess. <laughs> and then there are the days where it's because I'm having a bad day, and I've had to learn that, where I get angry, and I don't sound so nice. It's like, whoa. Whether he's there or not, I could be angry and using a lot of curse language at poor Frank, who's not around. But I started to recognize that a lot of this comes from me and, and it comes from him too. That's the part in relationships. And it could be a business relationship, it could be people in your community or your friends, your family, dating, learning communication styles, but specifically forgetting who's the messy one in the family or who cooks and who's the griller, whose family was big and small and what they're, where they come from. That's so many other conversations. It's the communication skills between testosterone-linked people yes, and yes, estrogen-linked people. But I want to go back to the mess. I don't have that. Where you said one is neat and one is messy, we're both pretty neat. Mm. I mean, you know, neat in a different way, right. but not like the way you talked about it. So that's interesting. Oh, yes. Well, my first husband, who was, as we know, but he, I was neat, he was neater to the point of oh. OCD and drove yeah. me crazy on, like he would notice if. Oh, my mother was like that, so I would do it's that. It's very rough. <laughs> so I'm just saying, it's not even a matter of the characteristics. It's more of the communication skills. Like gotcha. we've come along. What I'm hearing is that in long-term relationships, we do figure out 
communication skills, yes. but how can we help people now? And I guess that's what I want to talk about and help mm -hmm. people. Don't wait 32 years right. and don't wait right. 26 years. Don't wait 20 years and a second marriage. Um, how can we start to help people understand the better ways of communicating between men and women? Can, can I just interject? You There's one word that, you know, is a new word, new term that we use, and I'm finding it happening now, is mansplaining. Oh, yes. Mansplaining. Man, have Are you, you heard familiar of it? with that? Well, now that you've said it, I've heard it, but yes, I didn't think to bring it up. Thank you. Okay. Thank just you. thought I'd bring it up. Because what, it's is it? what is it? It's about men having to explain, like... Yeah, but do you think it's a real thing, or is it just do you think that men are different in their men communication style? Men are different, and maybe the different communication style. And I guess sometimes men need to feel better about themselves, so they have to mansplain okay. to the woman because that means that she really doesn't or get it. Or it could be that they feel they're not being heard, so they're saying it over and over again in different ways that they're heard. Anybody knows the answer, comment below. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. It is very true. Well, Deborah Tannen wrote a lot of books years ago on men and women in communication, and we all know John Gray, right. men, men are, are from Mars, Mars. Sure. women are from Venus. Yep. But I just want to go into now, so I want to, us to talk about a little bit more. I'll start with you. In business specifically, how do you work with assuming your client is a woman, understanding the male language? so they can do better at their Well, the big difference is, is that men and women react and do things differently. And I think you talked about that in relationships. But in business, it does carry forward. Where men are very precise about certain things and women would probably feel the need to explain more or to have more. And, and I use a text message example. Uh, you know, in, in an example where I was trying to set up a time and meeting with a potential client and have a business meeting with somebody to actually come and do some guest speaking. And the dynamic in that exchange, in that text, would be his responses were two or three words and mine might have been, three sentences, yeah. but I was also doing the asking of having somebody, and so the answer would be, yeah, sure, no problem, I'll be there. And so what I've learned is, and I've worked with clients, is that is you really need to listen and know your audience, know how they like to communicate, how they like to interact. Because one of the things that you do is you've got to listen for cues in yeah. those dynamics. And in business, when you're sitting in a meeting and you're, or you're having a one-on-one -on -one with your boss and your boss is very black and white, you have to either A, find an opening where you can do that explaining, or B, you really need to be very precise and prepared. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's asking you about something specific, and, and this has happened to me where I've worked with people who are very much to the point and they don't want all the other stuff. They don't want what I call the noise, the white noise, um, where it's na 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 na. And you, they want to just get to the point and move on. And so you've really got to read the room, you've got to read the audience, mm -hmm. and you really have to pay attention to what people are saying. And Know your space and time and when you can interject. Because sometimes we tend to just blabber uh, and we want to say something to be heard. Now, you also did say men have a tendency to want to be self-promoters of themselves and they promote themselves much more. It's 30 to 40% more than women do. So you also have to self-promote too. And you have to find your window to do that in a different way. But it definitely is a dynamic that you've got to be more attentive and listen for cues would be the best advice that I could leave with someone. And it's interesting because we're women don't really know how to self-promote or they're uncomfortable self-promoting because again they're communal but women speak 
three words to every one word that a man speaks. Yeah. So we speak, if they speak 10,000 words a day, we speak 30,000 words a day. We speak a lot more, but for them, it's too much. You ever notice they tune out? Yep. You know, I remember my dad used to read the newspaper or watch the television, and it was very frustrating because I wanted the full attention on me. And as much as I love my darling husband right, right. now, he could be clicking away or looking at something, and I'm like, Hello. you don't get it. I need Hello. to feel important. And I think women need that more because I could do yes. that when he's talking yes. and he doesn't care. Right, but it's confidence too. Right. It's yeah. about confidence and it's about knowing who you are when you're in a space where you don't, you either A, have to talk, and I use A's and B's because it's either or for people. Right, right. And for men, it's very, very matter of fact sometimes. Mm -hmm. And you know, I want to say when you said women talk, you said three more words. Three words. It's three the to same one. with the Fitbit. <laughs> For every three steps I take, he takes one. It's so crazy, you know. So it is. We we just oh, work at a different. Lift. That's yeah, right. Lift. And but at a different pace. A lot yes. of things are at a different pace. Well, it's funny though that you talk about that because when I coach women in dating, um, I do coach a lot of women who are very high powered CEOs, lawyers, doctors, business owners, and I have to reset them with the way they communicate in in dating and the way they are emailing men back or texting men back i find it's very businesslike and they have that hat on and i'm men. like no, no the, the women. women oh the, the women. women oh i, I misunderstood yeah. wow yeah i can see don't that. know how to have become turned. feminine Yes, yes, exactly. They don't, let go. They yeah. don't know how to let go and turn it man on. In the business world, they so they're they're the they're taking that into their dating world, yeah. and I have to. It's not even really controlling. It's just very matter of fact. Okay, yes, and I'm like, no, the communication is lost. So you have to add a little bit more detail to your email or your text or what, however you want to communicate, mm -hmm. because. You don't want to bring that masculine energy to the date when they're already bringing. That's their role. They, they occupy that space. They are the men. So they're bringing that masculine energy. So I teach my women, you can be a little bit more feminine here. You don't have to, you know, just answer one word like you're in business. It has to be more flowery, if you were, because if you come across as very matter of fact, you'll be interpreted as you're, you're dismissive or you're masculine or you don't care. It's what? interesting because it reverses roles. Yes. In so business to yes. dating, it's that's a total role reversal. I was yes. like, wow, I'm seeing something completely different. What about you, and, Susan? But before I go in that, to respond to you, one of the things I would do with my couple sometimes is have them dance. See who, if one can lead without verbal expression, how can you follow and how can you lead? That's awesome. Who's in control and who's not? I think so. I might be stepping on my husband's feet. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I mean, first of all, let's let's talk about like the man and woman's brain, basically. Yeah. Well, what I do is my metaphor is a man's brain is like meatballs, and the woman's brain is a spaghetti. Why? Because the meatballs. They're like little balls in a row, very organized. And each meatball, let's say, is a topic. And they can only deal with one topic at a time. Like if he's talking about sports, you can't talk about the kids. But when he's ready for the kids, then you can't talk about the next subject. Women, the spaghetti is like everything is inter <laughs> interjected, interlooping into everything. Everything is connected. So we can think about 500 different things, and it makes sense to us. And they Exactly, and they just can't do that. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is sometimes I really believe is um, 
when, a, if let's say a man comes home or a mom comes home or somebody came home from work and their boss got upset with them for some reason, what they tend to do is they tend to take it out on the next person, the spouse. And then the spouse ends up taking it out on the child and the child kicks the dog, exactly. right? So it's the pecking order. So mm -hmm. a lot of people feel like, you know, why is he upset with me? I don't understand, what did I do? And I have to remind them, it's not about what you did. Mm -hmm. It's about what happened to them. This is like my mirror. This is what I do with my mirror, my little mirror. Mm -hmm. Right. It's about putting the mirror up to that person and saying, what really happened? What is this a reflection of? Mm -hmm. It's right. not about me. It's a reflection mm -hmm. of what goes on in your life. Right. And to not take things personally and just call each other out. Like I tell my kids, like, if I get stressed out on you, call me out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, we're going to go into tips now, guys. Quickly, I'm going to use the mirror. Mirror, um, mirror on the wall. Well, just like I said about Frank and me, there are days I can laugh and go, oh, how cute Frank is. He left the house so... <laughs> wonderfully in a mess like usual. He's so predictable. <laughs> and then there are days, it's something that went on for me. Maybe the day before, something's going on and all of a sudden I'm angry at the same thing. Same thing, different reaction. So a tip I would say is also, when your spouse is getting upset about something, ask them what's really going on. And it could be for men or for women. What is the underlying issue? And when they tell you what's going on or what they need, listen to it. Give them what they need. Don't decide that if that was your situation, this is what you would need and give to them what you think. Well, we very often do that. Which we do, and they yeah. do it too because they come in and rescue. Right. Sometimes we just have to say, I had a really hard day, just listen. Just and listen. that's what they have to do because that's what you need. Mm -hmm. So that would be one piece of advice I would give for couples, men and women all around. I think another piece of advice is um, if you're upset about something, I think you need to express how you feel about it. For instance, Frank, you know, I feel upset when you leave your stuff around the house. I would like it if you would, you know, pick that up. It would make me feel good. I know. I'm going to just interject. I've tried that a okay. million times. <laughs> Not to mention, I've also tested the theory, and he really, he leaves drawers open. He'll pass it. I'll go, did you just notice you left? He doesn't see these things that I see. He really, but, his head is somewhere else. Okay. And that's but what I'm saying. it bothers you, obviously. So it's a reflection of how you can't, how I want the house. Yes, yes, exactly. Also, right. I do think at times we have to choose and pick our battles. Yes, or exactly. pick and choose our that's battles. That's why I'm glad he's never around when, <laughs> when I see the mess. Because I'm, I'm either thinking he's cute or I'm really <laughs> cursing him out. <laughs> but that's the truth. You, know, you brought something up, Susan, that's interesting, and I think it carries over into business, is to confront things, to not let things fester. Mm -hmm. And if you are, if you're a male, female, dynamic, and boss, subordinate, or vice versa, is to really just pick up the phone and say, let's talk. Mm -hmm. Or to confront somebody and say, hey, look, I'm not sure what you meant, or can we talk about this? Because it's important to at least know where you stand, but also up front to say, hey, look, you know what, I'm new. I don't know how you like to communicate with the people that work for you, so can we talk a little bit about what is your communication style so that I make sure that you and I are always on the same page. And that's one tip that I think would work really well up front, but also reading cues. And I think we've all said yes. that in different ways is Correct. really paying attention and listening. Yes. Because a lot of times we'll go into situations where in a 
boss-subordinate scenario, whether it's male, female, or you know, whatever way it goes, is if you're not picking up on the cues and you're not listening and you're thinking about what's next, right. you're never going to hear what they said anyway, and you're exactly. going to totally miss you're the in beat. You're your head listening to what you're going to say opposed to hearing what they're actually saying. First thing exactly. we learned in mediation, God gave you two ears <laughs> and one mouth, yes. so you need to listen twice as much as you speak. What about you, Julian? So I just see that um, women's expectations, I'm speaking from a point of view where I work with and coach with a lot of women who um, they, as I say, expect men to be hairy women. They expect men to process, react, and behave the same way they do. And I have to kind of help them reset and understand that they're not going to. And until they understand right. that they have their own way as men, which doesn't make them wrong, it doesn't make them any less, but it just means that we need to, at times, model behavior mm. that's a little bit more clear yeah. in terms mm -hmm. of communication style, um, that they should be aware of that. Yeah. It's the yin and the yang. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of what it is. Yeah. And so, there's always letter writing. Keeps it, if you can't get your point across, mm -hmm. maybe getting it written down paper yes. for them to read. Because yeah, this way they don't react, they have to listen well, and read it that out. that is something Frank did say to me when I've tried to explain things to him, not just this. He says, I'm really, and this is how our communication has improved over the years, I'm visual. Write it to me. I'll get oh, it better. So am I. Oh, okay. And so yeah. am I. That's why writing oh, for me. Exactly. And I love to talk about it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you do. <laughs> yeah, and I was going to say in business, so, I think sometimes misnomers right. with emails. You know, oh, things don't yes. always come across right. the way it's meant. Exactly. Thank you for tuning in and being part of one of my favorite topics. He said, she said. So this is Jackie Atchison, Susan Greif, Amy Blumberg, and Julianne Cantarella. And we're live with the vibe. vibe.